Hello and howdy. This is the Hair and the Whole Vibe, a Trent Grimm podcast. I'm Lou. And I am Bald. And this is not a spoilers free podcast. <laughs> the last time we will um, talk about things that happened on the show and uh, the last two episodes um, of uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Grand <laughs> finale. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't had a new episode in a while because uh, the podcast went on a little vacation so we didn't do an episode on Ted Lasso episode 11 so this episode we will be talking about the finale but before we talk about the finale we will do a little segment that we call now for the first and last time letters (laughs) from the past where we will be going over our notes that we took back when we watched episode 11 and, yeah. and didn't do an episode on. Yes, we I, we can probably g- go through that pretty quickly. It had some very cute highlights, yeah. but it was like mind blowingly, no. world changingly amazing. I think the in biggest... terms of trend, that is in terms I mean, of trend. Yes, that's what we talk about here. Yeah, of course. I mean, the biggest thing probably is the absolute wish fulfillment of us <laughs> talking the week before about how we really want Trent to talk to Ted's mom, and then it's pretty much one of the first things that happen when when she comes to Richmond. It, <laughs> that was it, amazing. It does feel so good when you win. It just yeah. feels good. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. That was everything I had hoped for, especially because Ted then saw the two of them talking and was like, oh God. <laughs> oh that was boy, wonderful. Like that. I that mean, was it was so. It was already great when uh, Ted's mom, Dottie, was just sitting in the locker room and Trent was like sitting there as well, just listening. Just that was yeah. already enough. I was like, he met her. It's perfect. He's sitting there. Yeah. That is everything I want. And then it just keeps going. He introduces mm-hmm. himself to her and. She compliments his hair, says it's fabulous and styling, and it was everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it confirmed so much what we talked about the week before that, like he would get along perfectly with elderly women, and (laughs) and this 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 woman immediately loves him. I'm I'm sure like uh, he he would be the perfect um, son-in-law to her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she she would love that. Just the way he sat down, like, I have a few questions. Like, this man mm. is such, like, he just wants to know every. It was so cute how, how much you can tell that this man loves gossip and stories. Yeah. And yes. it was adorable. Like, because it was, like, a long time that he sat there because, like, Ted mm. went away to change and everything and he came back and he was still sitting there talking to his yeah. mom. Yes. But, like, this man was absorbing this information mm-hmm. like a sponge. So we were right. That man just wants to know everything that there is about Ted Lasso, the man. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but also, like you said, it is about gossip because, like, <laughs> when when uh, <laughs> when Roy yells at Jamie to come with him, and Dottie goes like, "Uh oh, somebody's in trouble," and uh, and then Trent goes like, "No, no, no!" The shouting is Roy's love language. Good. He he brings her yeah. into the uh, Richmond gossip as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> explaining to her the inner workings of this club, and that is really incredible. Also, so cute. And also, it's so cute that he like understands everyone like that, you know. Yeah. Through his observing, he has now recognized that when Roy shouts, it's a kind of way for him to express his love and appreciation. Yes. And especially when you think about all the times he shouted at Trent, and Trent just flinched out yep. of his skin. Yeah, very sweet. Yeah. 
they've come so far. So that yeah. means to me personally that both Roy Trent is real because, you know, Roy shouted a lot of Trent. Yes. <laughs> and also Trent knows that Roy and Jamie are real. So exactly. <laughs> that's that's all I can ask for. <laughs> so yeah, in in all of that, we, we should probably give a brief shout out to the Bruce Springsteen mansion. <laughs> Bruce! It's just, they do make the show for us specifically yeah. looking at us directly into the eyes and going this is for you <laughs> that is what this this writing sometimes feels like because i was already getting everything i wanted he sat down next to her they had a little chat this whole love language comment and then trent leans into the doorway into the office addresses ted like is it true that you danced on stage with bruce springsteen <laughs> oh okay we're bringing bruce springsteen into this now all right yeah, i didn't know we could yeah. do that Yes, that was great. Even though it wasn't true, it was an amazing was, story. <laughs> but I also love the actual story that he performed a Bruce Springsteen song with a cover band. That I do like yeah. that too. I just love Ted so much. There was such a wonderful snippet of information. It was almost better. Yes, yeah, that was great. Also, through this whole thing, Trent was wearing his Redford shirt, his mm -hmm. Redford Western yes. shirt that I yes. have gone yes. over <laughs> in detail. Mm -hmm. and i it just it felt so much like you have dotty there whose real name is probably dorothy and you have mm -hmm. him in this american look again and it just felt so much again like a hint like ooh, we're americaning over here there's so mm -hmm. much happening yeah and bruce springsteen the most american musician <laughs> imaginable yeah <laughs> yes true and like that was the information like Trent sat there for a long time talking to Ted's mom mm -hmm. and the Bruce Springsteen fact that was the one that made him get up and go hey Ted is that true yeah I would yeah. fuck hard if that's true that yeah that's <laughs> what he wanted to know I'm pretty sure he didn't even care like he didn't even think about the book at that point he no. just completely oh, no. forgot about that he was you know collecting information for a book he was just there to <laughs> soak up all the information about Ted yes <laughs> Yeah, also that uh, Ted's mom invited Trent to the group hug. Yeah. That was very cute. It was so cute. It's just it was, so, uh, I love it when Trent gets included, okay? It's just yes. love when Trent gets included. This is such so such vindication. Yeah, you know, I'm very I'm very easy to please. If somebody invites this man into anything, I'm I'm just like, yes. I yes, I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, and he was so cute in it too, the way they swayed <laughs> and sang this weird Dotty song. <laughs> That was adorable. It was so dorky, I loved it. So I think that was that for for Ted's mom, right? Yes, that was it for Ted's mom. But it was wonderful. Loved yes. every single second of it. Yeah, everything I dreamed of and more. Mm -hmm. Absolute wish fulfillment. Every little thing about that. It also did have a lot of that vibe of like introducing your partner to your parents for the exactly, first time, and yeah. the parents loving them and like starting to tell them like all these embarrassing things about your child, mm -hmm. and you're like, please, mom, don't. And like that yeah, was the yes. vibe. The for only sure. thing, the only thing that could have made it more tropey is if uh, Ted's <laughs> mom had gotten pictures. out ba naked baby pictures of Ted <laughs> to show to Trent. I think that was the only thing that they left out of the scene. It Everything really else felt. They covered. It really felt like that though like yeah. metaphorically that was that's what's happened because they also singled out Trent for that because she was already embarrassing so to speak uh when telling all these completely exacerbated stories to the whole team but then they were like yeah. okay, but Trent as a singular person sits down with her and has like these long talks about yes. Ted's childhood and that so much felt like 
a partner meeting the parent for the mm-hmm. first time and getting yeah. along so well. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I, I think one other thing about the episode was the the movie night. Yeah. Which I love that they finally got to watch an Aura Ephraim movie together. Yes. Um I mean Again, <laughs> this show is for us. They looked us in yeah. the eyes and were like, for you. Mm-hmm. You. And then I that was a, a shock to me. I knew I, I expected that at some point somewhere over the rainbow would be yeah. on the soundtrack of the last <laughs> episodes. And then I completely forgot that this song is in that scene in the movie. <laughs> I forgot about that, even though I have seen this movie many the, times. The foreshadowing was strong, for sure. Um, yeah. And then what I thought was very interesting about that, and that gave me brain rot for a whole week until the finale dropped, uh, was uh, when... Ted said multiple times that he prefers Sleepless in Seattle to You've Got Mail, which I have seen both of these movies a lot. I can tell absolutely objectively for sure that that You've Got Mail is the better, superior movie. And Ted is wrong. And so for a whole week, I was sitting there thinking, Ted thinking that sleepless in seattle is the superior movies you mean the the one where the journalist <laughs> drops everything and turns her whole life upside down so just so you know to move <laughs> to a city she doesn't know just because there's a single dad um, who still mourns the relationship that he's lost you know that's that's the plot of sleepless in seattle and that is something that ted thinks is better than the masterpiece you've got mail okay i was so <laughs> sure that this was another fountainhead situation because there's yeah. no way ted as a, if ted was a real person he his favorite book wouldn't be the fountainhead it, it was his favorite book because it foreshadowed the plot mm-hmm. twist of season two where in the story a journalist you know quits his entire job and everything because of his loyalty to his friend and mm-hmm. that was what happened with trend and i was so sure that sleepless in seattle being his favorite movie was the same or favorite not favorite movie in general but favorite rom-com or mm-hmm. rom-com he thinks is better that that was another one of those where it like foreshadowed yeah the plot twist of season three that Trent would once again do something insane with his life yes i genuinely do not understand why why they did that if not for that like what was that why why have him say that Mm-hmm. If that wasn't a hint, like what was that a hint? Yeah, at like nothing. That hint at nothing. Yeah, if it's not a hint, then Ted is just wrong, and Ted that's is just wrong. <laughs> you know, that's his right to be wrong about movie choices. But still, I think the other one is the better story. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I was so sure that that would be the reason. Like he can't think that seriously. The better movie, it must have a hidden meaning. Yeah, I was so sure. Also, because that was followed by um coach beard revealing that um, islands in the stream is uh his and ted's go-to karaoke song which considering that trent has worn a dolly parton shirt multiple times that season and islands in the stream is famously a dolly parton and kenny rogers um, kenny rogers duet what is that supposed to say that i mean i mean i know it's just sort of a the classic duet but the dolly shirt 
the way that in I think episode one, Ted mentions that his favorite concert or first concert was a Kenny Rogers concert. Like I thought this was building to something. Yeah. Wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you know, they just put out some dots there to connect, but then they didn't connect them. They let us do the work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Crumbs that led nowhere. I respect that, but. God, we were so excited about them. We really thought we were onto something here. Like we thought we 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 thought we cracked the matrix. Oh yeah, but I we mean, unfortunately did not. But it's okay. I mean, hey, honestly, you win some, you lose some. Honestly, I think we cracked it. It's just them who didn't oh, follow up on it. Right? <laughs> you know, they we didn't crack it. it. We solved it. They didn't. <laughs> we did it right. <laughs> Everyone go listen to up. the gambler. If you don't, if you don't follow any of our recommendations, I respect that. But do listen to the gambler by Kenny Rogers. It's a fucking amazing song. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's okay. it. That's it for me <laughs> manipulating our audience into checking out media. I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, rightfully so. It is a great song. Still shocking that it wasn't in these final episodes. I sure thought that would be the yeah. one, but okay. Okay, I All think right. that's it for for episode eleven, right? Yes, that's it for our episode eleven recap. And as promised, we are now moving into the finale discussion. The big, big, scary. The show is over. Finale. Yeah, I mean, it, who knows? Um, t- uh, Apple mm. TV Plus is still saying it's a it's a season finale, <laughs> their, not their, a series finale. Their silence is so loud. <laughs> yeah, everybody's silence is absolutely mind blowing to me. That no, like this finale aired, and nobody, nobody of the cast and crew is giving interviews and talking about it, or anybody is saying like how we're gonna continue from now. And it's just we dead knew silent. that we couldn't do an episode before like not like that we could record an episode any sooner and we for sure thought that this extra time that it would take us to do the episode would give us time to like wait for interviews and like see some Mm -hmm. information that we might not have gotten had we recorded right after the episode like we thought this was perfect for our podcast like oh we will have so much content to discuss all of these Mm -hmm. things that will come out after the finale nothing absolute silence (laughs) yeah like james lance hasn't said any um major things in any interviews natalie fisher hasn't posted a review yet what is going on (laughs) everybody just the it's Honestly, what is happening? But hey, well, yeah. If they choose silence, so be it. We won't. We so will talk. We, 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 we will speak on this. Yes. Somebody you will hear to. our opinions. Yeah. But I mean, it's one and a half hours of episode. We have, of course, to focus on trend. Yes, <laughs> That's we what we're here trend. for. <laughs> um, so, yeah, of these one and a half hours, I think it's seven minutes in that trend shows up the first time. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And what the- again, we nailed it. Out here handing out advanced copies of his book. Yes. Nailed yes. it. Yeah. Another point and- for the Crimcast. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Just not on the bingo, but we still yeah. count it as a win. Listen, we fucked up um, the bingo. We we know this now. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Enough, enough. Uh, yeah, enough about the bingo. But yeah, it's still him coming in there, like strutting in uh, with the book, with his orange shirt again, um, that uh, he exudes 
something that feels like you can really see his his journey like he has yeah. grown he's not afraid anymore to tell Ted a beard that if they criticize the book they will be wrong and he uh, is not afraid to tell them how and why <laughs> god that was such a funny line mm-hmm, that was great I, I mean he's such he a was... he's so bitchy and I love that they kept yeah. that as a character trait without like making him a sort of negative character like he is yeah. absolutely deep down bitchy as hell but so funny about it <laughs> yeah and it like it, it feels so like coherent <laughs> for him as a character that you know he hasn't changed at his core but this this confidence that he has now is more or less something that he pretended to have in the beginning you know this whole snark mm-hmm. and this everything but before it was you know a defense mechanism now it's just who he is yeah. and he, he gets to enjoy it now he's he doesn't do it to, it to spite <laughs> people or you know to keep them away from him he's doing it as a way to connect to people and that's so nice and he's so good at it and he's very good at it oh also <clears throat> the orange shirt i did write that down because i love that um, somebody on Tumblr who is called, hold on, let me try to say it, Prekurocat, uh, Tumblr user Prekurocat um, has pointed out that the date on the orange shirt, which <laughs> is May 17, is also the date the book The Wizard of Oz got published. Um, so that was there the whole time. <laughs> and um, I mean... It may yeah. or may not have been on purpose. It's, the- it's a spit of a stretch, but a wild coincidence given the amount yeah. of days in the year either either it's a complete coincidence which makes it wild or it was actually on purpose which is even more nuts either yeah. way it is it is mind-blowing <laughs> um so yeah just just a quick mention also the book is called the lesser way as most people called it but yes original uh, title that trend intended was the lesser mm-hmm. way we all knew it yeah it was it was coming and it was obvious and it was good and um, we are glad that Trent uh, listened to our advice and <laughs> went with that title. <laughs> then there's this see. very adorable moment when Roy comes in and like starts maybe talking about his problems and they're mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, are we doing a Diamond Dogs?" And apparently mm. Trent's thing for the Diamond Dogs now is raising his hands like paws. <laughs> and it's so, so fucking cute. <laughs> it is absolutely oh, adorable. He is, is doing so the most. I mean, nothing will ever compare to Wolf, but yeah. the raising the paws, absolutely adorable. This man yes. is just how, how can a grown man be so adorable? He is just fully committing to the bit. And I respect that so much. Yeah. He's doing the most. Yeah. I love him. Um, also, even before that, his uh, very smug face <laughs> when Roy asks um, about how you know if a girl likes you or not, and he you know looks back and forth between uh, between uh, Ted and Beard, and he looks so. <laughs> it's like, well, he... I don't think I can comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's not, and he's just gonna wait and see how. Beard and Ted, you know, the relationship relationship experts in this room, how they are going to mm. reply to that. That's uh, oh, his face. Also, not really connected to that, but the way Roy um, says it, uh, you know, um, how you know a girl um, likes you or not. I think that was a very nice uh, Roy and Nate parallel. Yeah. Um, 
I but just it think was that's... very funny out of Roy's mouth. <laughs> yeah, I also think Nate handled it way better than Roy did, which is <laughs> which is great. Like Roy really had like he was going through a lot this episode, and I just loved mm-hmm. every line that Brett Goldstein delivered. Absolutely, yeah, peak, peak yes. acting, peak delivery. <laughs> just love that guy. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty good. Then yeah, I think the the scene ends with uh ted uh, going oh i can't wait to dive into this trend and the and way trent smiles in return so but then beard so ruins the moment by <laughs> already commenting on how much he dislikes multiple yeah. things and, yes. and trent is like oh, okay I, th- I think i'll just pop out for a minute like yeah. it was so funny why is james land so funny like everything he does mm-hmm. like that the combination of physical comedy and the way he delivers lines is just gold it makes me laugh every time yeah. like he almost sits down and then pops back up again. yeah yeah that was very good also such a mood as a writer that you you really crave that feedback but it's very hard to take it especially when, when it comes so loudly and mm-hmm. harshly <laughs> way beard does it yeah. um yeah <laughs> and then the next the next time we see trend is when the boys perform uh oh. so long farewell and mm-hmm. he's in the stands absolutely having a blast like he's moving along and bopping mm-hmm. and we we see then after that he was included in this preparation process yeah because he also gets up and does the wave and everything yeah. like he was part of this and he was mm-hmm. just having the time of his life it's just a lovely yeah. part gets included okay it's so yeah cute. it's so cute and also maybe i think i have to mention the fact that they did so long farewell and that the episode was named for that that really misled me as mm-hmm. well before yeah that was weird because like They've talked about Julie Andrews' characters and Ted going that Mary Poppins is his favorite. And we know that, you know, Mary Poppins uh, leaves at the end. And so I was disagreeing and saying, well, Ted will see at the end that you cannot be Mary Poppins. You probably have to be Maria because Maria is somebody who also um, wants to leave the family that she helped, you know, grow together um by the power of love and music i guess and um and she tries to go back to her previous life but she goes back to her new found family um and stays with them so them naming the episode that and them performing that song from the sound of music really led me to believe that Ted would see in the end that he cannot leave forever. He has to come back. Yeah, that was really odd because it felt like this show is so good at like making, like drawing these parallels and like making these hints very obvious. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't follow up on that one. Unless, of course, that's sort of the intention. Like, ooh, maybe this ending isn't the real ending. I mean, I don't know. That's just like, why else would they do that? It was weird. But I, don't know. I mean, hey, I don't it know. was I think maybe it was mostly about how this is a song about saying goodbye and it's very mm. cute and very good to perform as a group. Like maybe it yeah. was just about that. Oh, yeah. But 
Could I don't know. be just about that. Also, they they did it so adorably. Oh, I cute. loved it. And Danny at the end with his adios. That was so cute. Mm. Um, and yeah. then they all wave goodbye. And then and then after they after Ted approves of the performance, they all break out in celebration. Yeah, it's wonderful. And Trent takes off his jacket and oh yeah, throws her around his slutty naked arms <laughs> <laughs> once again. But still, I want to say about that, like, e- even Beard sheds some tears because this is truly a touching moment and they're yeah. trying to keep it together so hard at that point. You know, both of them saying, oh, we don't want to be goodbye yeah. because we don't want to get, like, too emotional. We just want to have a normal, uh, like, uh, uh, normal training. And Ted just going, oh, yeah, thanks, fellas. That was perfect. And not having any emotional reaction to it at all. That was mind blowing to me. What the fuck is he, wrong with that man? He, sh- he, he so shut, checked out. He shut off. He was like, I cannot yeah. actually deal with these emotions, or he I will is, perish. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> understandable. Not here. Completely already um, left in his mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Trent's naked, naked That's arms, wonderful. and his. He was so happy. Joy. He was, he was yeah. so happy. I love that the man is just gets to be happy now. <laughs> yes. He deserves that. I love him so much. Then the next one is also absolutely amazing. Amazing. He he comes in there, Rainbow Mac first. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, absolutely iconic. Walks through the hallways of AFC Richmond, uh, goes, Oh, Keely, love those boots. <laughs> God, love him. Yeah, that he is absolutely he is such an icon. And I just love the way, and then and he also has Roy's coffee with him that he hands yeah. him, and it's just it it was such a sweet thing that to have this little moment follow Trent, and mm-hmm. to sort of establish how much he belongs in this club now, because yeah. yes. there's this implication when he said like he can't finish the book till the season is over that he will leave after the season is over, mm-hmm. but it's hard to imagine with how well he gets along at this club mm-hmm. with everyone and how well he fits in and how he's part of the routines now like bringing coffee it was mm-hmm. so sweet and also very similar to the scene where Roy came in with the um colorful shirt like mm-hmm. the following him through the yeah. corridors yes. it's just I don't know there's there's for sure something behind all these parallels between Trent and Roy not 100% mm-hmm. sure what it is or maybe if it's just you know the usual Ted Lasso people are people and people are similar but Mm. i love that yeah but i just gotta say like even like even when um keely then is in ted and beard's office and gives them those gift bags um we still see trent in the background talking to roy after giving him his coffee and it it's I don't know just the Roy and Trent of it all has been such a surprise They're gift buds. this this whole season I I did not expect to get that and I am absolutely obsessed with them I love them together they're amazing honestly it has been one of the best dynamics this season like mm-hmm. starting out with Roy hating his guts and like the growth the you know talking about yeah. the problems they've had with each other and then growing into friends now yes they did so well with that it was so great to witness and i i'm excited to eventually do a rewatch and just watch it unfold mm. again next up is the love police scene oh yes and it was so good like it just <sighs> Trend. i've i i want to address this because i've seen this controversially discussed 
And I think I want to preface this by saying that I this scene only makes sense to me because I have the feeling that Ted is absolutely emotionally checked out at this oh, yeah. point. I, I thought that's what we were going to talk about now. <laughs> yeah, and and like it doesn't want anybody looking at him too closely. So of course, Trent sitting there watching him read this book that is supposed to make him emotional and is supposed to make him see how much this club means to him and he means to this club. Of course he cannot let that stand. I mean... There is definitely something in there where, you know, we theorize that maybe the book is what makes Ted stay or otherwise Mm -hmm. keeps him connected to AFC Richmond and changes his mind in some way. And I get the very strong feeling that so did Trent. Uh, Trent Grimm, the character, also thought that maybe his book is going to be like the big... Like, maybe Trent didn't plan on giving them advanced copies, but mm-hmm. when they announced, hey, we're going back to Kansas, he was like, whoa, wait, wait, maybe I, I've got something here. Maybe I can change his mind. Like, I'll I'll mm-hmm. give them these copies and maybe they'll see, like, how important they are. Because it's mm-hmm. especially the way he emphasizes laughter, that he's waiting for mm-hmm. Ted to laugh. It's very different than just saying there's no reaction from Ted. He specifically said he won't laugh and I mean, there is something in wanting to make someone laugh as opposed to just generally wanting them to feel some yeah. kind of emotional response. Like mm. he wants Ted to feel the positivity, the good memories, the happy, mm-hmm. funny memories. Yeah, that, that felt very loaded. Yes. Yeah. And also because like we've we see several times that it's really Ted's opinion that he cares about like, oh yeah Beard is not afraid to give his opinion and yeah. of course uh, of course because it's like negatively framed it's gotta be harder to accept that opinion um, but every time we see Trent waiting for a reaction it's really Ted's reaction that he wants and mm. apparently it's not just any reaction he wants yeah he wants Ted to find it funny and to you know like to laugh about it, it and was, to like it it was yeah. so curious I just want you to like it my heart yeah. was always breaking like boy baby boy it's not your fault it's not your yeah. fault the man is repressing his emotions right now you're doing absolutely you're doing amazing sweetie. but yeah I mean still so, w- w- once again it's like such an like such an autistic move of Trent to just sit there and watch Ted <laughs> yeah. read his book because you know Ted is not giving any like he's not sharing any of his thoughts or feelings that episode so of course Trent has to analyze um Ted's reactions and he, he just sits there and watches him and then goes like oh that was that wasn't a very like loud laugh I'm not sure what he says exactly but you know yeah he just... was like you do laugh but it wasn't even a real mm. laugh. It was just like yeah. a huff, like, something like that. Yeah, and, and to me, it's not even a laugh. He, he, you know, he just chuckles very quietly, and it's even a little bit melancholic. He doesn't seem like he's laughing. It was know, more like, not... a, like a, yeah, a little. Mm. So yeah, that was absolutely relatable to you know, if you hand somebody a book, especially something that's so close to your heart and that's about someone else, of course you want that person's reactions. And he like Ted just gives Trent nothing. And um, once again, Trent stands in for the audience because we too desperately 
want yeah. to see an emotion on Ted's face this yes. episode and we, we yeah. just don't like this ha you do laugh like that felt mm-hmm. very much like a comment the audience would make like aha yes. so he does laugh like, it yeah. was very yeah. unusual for for mm-hmm. uh, as a sort of a way to phrase this yeah um, yeah very much felt like once again he's standing in for the audience that's just like okay mm-hmm. hello Ted what's going on in your head right now mm-hmm. what are you feeling about the situation hey yeah. Ted <laughs> yeah say literally but, anything mm-hmm. please but yeah so so that's that's what I meant at the beginning when I um, said like mentioned the controversy about the scene in the in the fandom so, because many people have interpreted that as Ted telling Trent to I don't know tone it down or be less dorky or be less intense or something and I don't see that I feel like he's saying in you know in a very Ted way don't put put me under this much scrutiny like I don't want to be watched in this moment I don't want my emotions or thoughts analyzed because I'm pretty sure Ted is well aware that if somebody will look too closely they will see that he's at this point you know just going through the motions just waiting until he can be out of there and not confront any of it especially um because i mean he says like nobody likes to laugh police like that is a very Mm -hmm. normal stance to take that's not about like someone being too intense that's like Mm -hmm. mm, people like even if this was a normal situation and Mm -hmm. ted didn't laugh at a joke or something it's very normal to say hey maybe don't judge people for how they laugh what they laugh mm-hmm. at and like if they find the same things funny that you yeah. think should be funny like it's not a weird comment about someone being too intense for you know saying mm-hmm. like for, for the being the way that Trent was in the scene it yeah. was way more about like hey, it's fine that you're like very involved emotionally in this but don't tell people what to laugh about yeah yes um yeah so I think in in that moment we just really see uh the way Ted is disconnected and the way Trent is just really hoping to get anything and even when he like he he doesn't like he has asked for feedback he hasn't gotten any apparently at that point so he just waits for feedback in in, indirect ways like the laughter but when and... even that, you know, even that is something that Ted doesn't want to give to him. So that's when Trent decides, okay, so I'm just going to go home. Like, go it, to bed that's and... especially because he then, and that moment was like really soft when they when he was like, hey, don't be the love. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know. I just want you to like, it was a very soft yeah. moment. And then mm-hmm. Trent goes home. Yeah. So he did choose to sit there when he didn't have anything left to do mm-hmm. to just watch Ted read. And Ted yeah. accepted that. He was like, well, okay, he's gonna yeah, just gonna watch me, I guess. Like Ted also, I think, probably could have gone home to read it at mm-hmm. home, but didn't. Like there was this this mm-hmm. was a weird situation that they both choose to sit there mm-hmm. presumably the evening. Just Yes. Yes, definitely the evening because uh, Ted says good, then good, good night, night yeah. friends. Yeah. And also the way I interpret it is um, Ted sits there with the book just, just pointing towards Trent's direction, just basically like showing him, look, I'm reading it. And I think he completely does it for Trent's benefit. Um, he's not really reading it because he wants to read it, because like I said, he doesn't want to be conf- like uh, confronted with any emotions. And then the moment... Um, Trent leaves he closes it and puts it aside and I think he doesn't finish reading it I think really him scribbling on the front you know great work I loved it um, yeah. change the title blah 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 I think that's really 
him also saying he didn't finish reading it because he oh, just maybe. yeah and there was also that moment when he put the book down where he looked like where, where there was like this really meaningful look like mm -hmm. he was thinking about something and I was so sure that was the moment where we were right and the book makes him stay mm -hmm. it felt so much like it yeah but no I, I really think I really think he put it down and didn't pick it up again and no. the only thing he did at that the is... end was right at the at the cover it's a good theory and a sad theory mm -hmm. maybe the book it's could have made him stay if he had read it i think so i think i'm still right and trent <laughs> could have could have gotten him to stay we're if, just correct anyway yeah i mean yes next one up is the championship and champions league scene which to be fair, it is very confusing. Why, <laughs> why, why are these leagues named so weirdly? Um, it is weird because you would expect the terms to imply how good the people are, like minor league and major league. That makes mm -hmm. sense, but no. It's just because they grew. I think they like. It's because they grew over time in different forms, mm -hmm. like. Um, the the Champions League is of course international, so they wouldn't care that there's a league that's called the Championship. And I'm not sure what came first. Probably the Championship was before the Champions League. Um, but also I think the the Greek uh, just normal uh, professional league is called the Super League. Which nice. Is also, it's also, it is a mess. They not should bad. rename the whole thing. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, that is confusing. I get why Ted is confused, and I love that he just accepts the reason money as an as an explanation. That was very um, funny. It's like okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's just capitalism, you know. Um, but yeah, just the whole scene is very nice because the office is suddenly so full now with all these people. Oh, in yeah. There. It's Higgins, it's Nate is back, Roy is there, Trent is there, of course Ted and Beard are there. And then Trent goes, well, I'm going to leave so you guys can have a proper reunion. And He's then... so sweet and polite. He is, but then Ted no. comes out with the best nickname <laughs> of the whole show. <laughs> it, it has been three seasons. And in the finale, they were like, we're doing it. The best nickname we came up over the course of three seasons. We're putting it out there. <laughs> and they threw at us. And it took me. A few seconds to process. Mm -hmm. They threw at us the nickname Trent House Magazine. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> it, I think it took Trent a second to process too, because yeah. it also came with the very emotional like moment of being included in the Diamond Dogs, even though he wasn't yeah. there from the beginning. Like that was already a lot to process just in general. But then being called Trent House Magazine was probably, he probably went back home and was like, Wait, did he just call me Trent House Magazine? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Did that just happen? That yeah. was the most like loaded nickname somehow that Tr Ted has ever put into the world. Yeah, can I just quote the text you sent me? Because that oh made yeah, me laugh so I don't much. remember what I sent you. you. You said, "Did he just call him Trent House Magazine?" This is borderline workplace <laughs> sexual harassment. <laughs> it is though. I mean, uh, for yeah. I mean, listen. I not maybe not everyone is super tuned in to uh, what this 
is a reference to and I, so just quick explanation uh it is a reference to the penthouse magazine which is like sort of like a playboy thing but more story focused i guess like it is very much a um 18 plus experience magazine mm -hmm. and yeah. he called him that a pun on <laughs> just that did. He did. why <laughs> Why? We will never know the inner workings <laughs> of Ted Lasso. Also, in front of all of these people. <laughs> yeah, I in guess. Front of everyone. I mean, ugh, gay people are so annoying. <laughs> they just do things. <laughs> like, who? I mean, this is a very good pun. Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck? True. Like, seriously, think about it. If he had called him a pun on the Playboy magazine, mm -hmm. surely everyone would have been like, oh, that was. <laughs> And that is, the, that is basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Trent House magazine. Truly, truly magnificent way. I, I, need, yeah. I, let's, I don't care about anything that happened in the show. I just want to know why this one. Why this one? <laughs> why this joke? Why? Hmm. What, was, what was it for? Was it was it a weird inappropriate way to flip because it is borderline inappropriate unless we've already established that this is an okay way to talk to each other i don't know i mean <laughs> they kind of have you know you, they're weird like that yes you know ted will sometimes just say things and people will accept it it's just honestly it's just i really that think that grows. the only reason nobody commented on it is because it took everyone a, a while to process and when everyone <laughs> went home they were like wait why did he just say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> um but other than that i think that's it it's just <laughs> it was something happened after that <laughs> yeah yes they had a very nice conversation that was very deep and meaningful and um once again the pause up for the diamond dogs <laughs> yes yes he dork. did that again um and he also um they also talked about if people can change or not and i loved um trent's reply because that sums up his character so well that that he says i don't think people change per se um you just learn to accept who you've always yeah. been and for trent that's absolutely true exactly. that is that is his arc and that's the growth that he goes through um like i really like that everyone's answer reflected exactly uh, what they went through like that yeah it was, it's such an obvious thing to do but it was a sweet choice mm -hmm. and once again like everybody everybody gives uh their thoughts on it and ted is the only one who doesn't talk about himself in a way but no. talks about just just roy and says hey look you 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 asking to be a diamond dog that's that's a big change right and so once again, Ted feels pretty checked out of it. Especially because he would be the number one person to talk about like change and changing yeah. and changing your life and changing as a person. Mm -hmm. That is all the show has been for him. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I guess he doesn't give that to the Diamond Dogs or us. Yeah. He, he's just refusing. Well, it was still a sweet moment, Trent House mm -hmm. Magazine. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Uh, we're renaming the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. This is a, Listen, yeah. I know we should name the final episode like the grand finale, but I'm so tempted to name mm -hmm. it Trent Magazine. I'm so serious right now. I mean, I guess, yeah, you know, that was that was a big moment. I guess other things happened, but mm -hmm. who cares about that? <laughs> and during their wonderful conversation about like change and 
striving for perfection and things like that. Mm-hmm. Another trend hair compliment. They're just if they they yeah. were like, oh fuck, we forgot to talk about her hair earlier. Let's throw out all of these comments now. <laughs> yeah, and I love that Higgins calls trends her hair pair perfect, and the only thing that Ted can manage is that it's not boring. I mean, he does <laughs> yeah. agree. I it is. Yeah. It, I I take this as a definitely a, a bingo point for us. Like yeah, Higgins says trends hair is perfect, and Ted says. And definitely not boring, which means yeah. it is perfect and also not boring. Yes, that's true. We did that's it. True. He complimented his hair kind of. <laughs> yeah. This is not what we were wanting, hoping for, but it is close enough. And I just appreciate yeah. that the comments on his hair are now abundant. Yes, that was good. Also, in the in that whole scene, uh, Trent fidgets with his mug, with his rainbow mug. That's so cute. Yes. You just keep his, like, you see his hands and he just keeps going. He's not stopping the stimming anymore. He's just, you know, r- really leaning into who he is. And that's so sweet. Yeah. Unless that's just James Lance taking over, which Maybe. I also Listen. have a theory on, but we can talk about that a little we'll bit We'll get to that in a second. I, I think we, I think we're at the belief side now and, uh, no. No, we're at the goodbye video. Uh, just a quick moment where everybody huddles around oh, yeah. the screen and watches the goodbye <laughs> Honestly, video and starts that, crying. That made me laugh almost, I think maybe maybe not the hardest, but definitely one of those moments that I la- like, because I was watching this episode literally on vacation and I wasn't alone in the room when I watched it. And I was really good at suppressing like any reaction that was like too hard. But when they cut th- to the team crying on the pitch... I, yeah, I did lose it. Like it was yeah. so funny to me. That was very good. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, but I just like that Trent was also there huddling um up with everybody to watch the video on that screen because like at the beginning of the season he would have stayed in the background and just you know took yeah. notes yeah. while the team watches it. But no, he's in there every like every scene that like every chance that we that they get they show to us that Trent is now part of the Richmond family yes thank you <laughs> thank you for that also uh the the first time that we see Trent at a game right because he's, yeah later he's not... it's it's we see him I don't know if we see him already yeah we do in the background the... yeah it's a kind of yeah I mean it doesn't really matter at what point we say it but yeah, he he does for this whole time we were like, where's Trent during the games? Where's Trent during the games? And this one, the final game, he's there in the 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 duck What's dugout? It called? Is it a know. dugout in football? Is that think, what it's called? I think that's what they call it, yeah. Okay, and or the I don't know, the, this you know. You you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, he's he's right there with the team, with the staff and with yeah. everybody. He's just the dugout. You know, yeah uh and like right in the middle in the back and he 100 percent wasn't there for any of the other games no the man he... that man has a sense for dramatics he was like this is ted's final game i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be right here right yeah. behind him i think also it's because he finally um understands that he's allowed there you know Aww. maybe he's been invited even like somebody says hey this is our last match you should come watch it from down there just yeah be where the action is yeah. I, I yeah that would be very very sweet but yeah he was yeah he was there during the during the video that made everyone cry 
and then the motivational speech once again or mm-hmm. not so much motivational speech more like a goodbye speech that yeah. Ted gave to the team and they did occasionally cut to trend like doing mm-hmm. his usual reacting as he as he mm-hmm. does once again sort of taking this observer role in the back yeah. until uh, until yeah. everyone started taking out their pieces of the belief sign and mm-hmm. putting them together and like he gets closer and closer mm-hmm. and i thought it was a really nice touch because yeah. you know then when they eventually finally the himbos managed to uh, puzzle together this belief sign it took them a, mm-hmm. a hot sec but they did get there yeah and Trent is like looking and Ted is like that's that's number four you know the infamous mm. number four that Trent so desperately tried to crack <sighs> and yeah. Trent stands there and I'm sad that they didn't like focus on him for a second again mm. but like he looks at Ted with the most hard eyes that man mm. has produced so far just yeah. huge just hard eyes yeah and also what I thought like what really stood out in that scene for me is that he doesn't even have his notebook with him anymore he does have it with him yeah. um, down um, in the dugout, not in the locker room at halftime. He's just yeah. th- standing there watching and it. He's included in the like one, yeah. two, three Richmond. Like he's part of the team. Yeah, he no. is. Like I said, every chance they get, they make sure that we understand that he's in it now. So cute. Yeah. <sighs> and also that we see his face um, in pretty close when when ted says this whole um you know there's there's no place like home but mm. there ain't a whole lot of places like afc richmond either that's that's the moment when we see trent's face and when we see trent not along with it like he yeah. was so into it and he like everyone obviously looked at ted and i was like yes okay nice speech but trent really james lance brought it all Mm-hmm. just absolute adoration and appreciation mm-hmm. and celebration and I, i'm pretty sure in his note uh, in in his his head uh, he made like a note about the perfect narrative conclusion of this of you mm. know ted the coach from kansas quoting um there's no place like home and then going back to kansas i'm pretty sure that's in the book that has to be in the book oh the okay I will talk about it later, but I really want them to actually have written the book. I need this oh, book. Oh, yeah. Yes. But before we get there, um, obviously uh, they win and everyone celebrates and Trent gets to be part of it and he gets to jump yeah. out of his dugout spot and he gets to jump around with everyone and celebrate. Yes. And it was very cute and very wholesome. And then... Ted makes his decision to leave. He's on the plane. Uh, or gets on the plane. I don't remember at what point it is. And we cut to Trent looking at, like we said, at the notes that mm-hmm. Ted took for him on the book. And I also like the shot of beards that's just like completely annotated with multiple colors and everything. Yeah. It was a wonderful, yes. good touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ted's just has like, oh, I loved it, uh, but changed the title. It was never just about me. Mm-hmm. And like, that is such an interesting choice they made for a show called Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you could call it that. You could um, call it interesting. <laughs> you could also uh, call it a little bit bullshit. <laughs> like, I respect that Ted, of course, would say, oh, this isn't about me. It's always about the teams. Like, I just yeah. help the teams become mm-hmm. who they But it's not about me. But he, like, the way that he, he leaves, like, Dorothy. Like, he is the Dorothy of the story. And it is mm-hmm. very much about him and his influence on the team and they are like he is the reason they are who they are they are the reason Mm -hmm. they like it's not the richmond way because it is Mm -hmm. the lasso way 
Yeah, so that's why I know for certain that the order of this is that uh, Ted is on the plane, um, and it's kind of implied that he must fall asleep on the plane, because everything else that follows, um, you know, all these visions of people and their futures, uh, all of that is framed by then, at the end of it, Ted waking up on the plane, so there is some debate about it in the fandom, but I personally think it is um sort of a dream sequence. Yeah. Um, I mean, where I, I yeah. see like I I see this as intentionally ambiguous. Like, yes. if you want this to be the actual canon endings for like mm -hmm. endings, uh, obviously nobody died, but like the yeah. canon way this all resolved, then that's perfect. But it is it definitely does leave the door open for saying, huh. I don't know yeah. if that's how it actually turned out in yes. the end. I think this is just how Ted thinks it will turn out in the end. Yes. And that is, I think, a very valid interpretation that I also choose. Exactly. And yes, the title of the book, I think, like, this, that it's specifically the title that Ted would choose for the book when mm -hmm. we see uh, Trent's um, scene. Let's call it the dream sequence scene. So we mm -hmm. know what we're talking about, where he signs his books at the bookshop with a little cardboard mm. cutout. Like, that is so ted to imagine that for trent like mm -hmm. oh he wrote a bestseller he has a cardboard cutout and he does he signs books now mm -hmm. and it's called the richmond way and i'm not on the cover at all because mm -hmm. it's not about me it does feel very much like something that ted would yeah imagine and hope that it would yes be. and that's not saying that it doesn't happen like that i mean there's could, many yeah. things there um in there that i really think it would make sense if that happens um and i also think a lot of the stuff that is shown there leaves the door open for future, I don't know, seasons or spin-offs. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just really to me saying that any of the stuff we see there could or could not happen. We don't know, but it's definitely what Ted thinks it's, should Because happen. it is very much from what we know about Ted's character. All of these things that we see in this potential dream sequence are things that Ted, specifically the character Ted would like imagine for the characters like that Rebecca would reunite with her mm. mysterious uh, sort of not love, like, like the, this, this yeah. guy she met in, in Amsterdam <laughs> and yeah. that uh, Trent would publish this book and be super successful mm. with it and that it would be exactly the book that Ted would hope it is and mm. um, all of these things like everyone had like a barbecue in the backyard kind of thing yeah like, and Jamie reunites with his dad yeah. that especially stood out to me as something that's very Ted wants this to happen and it's yeah, kind of it was his, also you know, framed, dream like fantasy. we're looking through a door the yeah. way that Ted looked through a door when he saw how bad their relationship is before mm -hmm. like everything felt so much like Ted mm -hmm. going okay what do I hope to leave behind yeah yes also not only that especially with the Beard and Jane wedding and yeah. I don't go into that too much because I will get annoyed Let's not, and yeah but, but the point is it was too surreal it, yeah, it, it the, the whole Stonehenge thing and the way the light came through from yeah. the back, it's, it looked absolutely dreamlike. And also the fact that Ted is not there and some people have pointed that out and said like, that's bullshit, he should be there at his best friend's wedding. And yes, he should be. But I think the way that is framed is that Ted is trying to frame all of that in a way that he can be okay with leaving because he yeah, imagines exactly. all of them happy without him. 
and yeah. finding finding their path without him and exactly. so yeah like, I think exactly that's... it felt very much like him going it's okay that i leave because the thing i leave behind is happy people who lead the mm -hmm. happiest life they can yeah and, and who don't need me to be yeah. happy and maybe that is true like maybe he really is a dorothy who leaves everyone and leaves them in a way that they are happy and successful and mm -hmm. that is totally a way that the show could realistically end and mm -hmm. goes back to a simple life in Kansas like Dorothy yeah. does and I think that's a valid way to end the show because it does wrap up the show exactly he comes to England's like I don't think we're in Kansas anymore he mm -hmm. is established as Dorothy and then at the end he goes back to Kansas yeah but I do think that this dreamlike element is very much telling us but if you feel like maybe there's something open here then maybe mm -hmm. maybe it is I mean, I mean, this kind of ambiguity, that's also what we get in The Wizard of Oz, right? Because... Um, yeah, like, was because, it even real? Was it a yeah, dream? Yeah. yeah, she hits her head and then she's in this magical dream yeah. land. And um, it's it, you can assume that she never really went there. Yeah. It's just all in her head. Um, but then you can also choose to um, believe that she really did go on this magical journey. Yeah. And it's the same with Ted, but just not the fact that he went someplace uh, else. Maybe. <laughs> I maybe. don't think that's that's what's <laughs> Every, but, that would but... be the funniest thing if Ted Lasso of all shows ends on the most properly like, <laughs> bad ending of it was all a dream. Yeah, no, no, I don't no, think that's what they're saying here. Just that uh Ted is reading a book, like when he wakes up at the on the plane. The book he's reading and that he has visibly um, in his hands is called um, How to Change Your Mind, I think. And it's also a book about psychedelics, mm. which, um, and you know, how to change your mind with psychedelic drugs, which let's not think too much about why Ted is reading that. <laughs> I don't know what I mean, that's Ted supposed has to say. been reading interesting things. Or every character has been reading some interesting yeah. things, but and they usually are little hints in some way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just I don't, don't know. want Maybe to it think about the implication of uh, of all that, but yeah. Interesting choices. Well, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but for 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 Trent, that means okay. Let us assume now that that really did happen. But mm -hmm. what's really interesting about uh, those final scenes for Trent is that. He wears James Lance's glasses, not yeah. Trent's glasses. Mm -hmm. And not just in like, oh, there was a little time jump, like, okay, mm -hmm. Trent got new glasses. No, it's the scene where he walks into the uh, office to pick up mm -hmm. the book, uh, like the sign, uh, mm -hmm. not the sign book, the um, book with the notes from mm -hmm. Ted and Beard. And he's already wearing the wrong glasses, not yeah. Trent's glasses, but James' glasses. Mm -hmm. And also a shirt that we know James Lance owns. Once again, that yeah. doesn't mean anything necessarily, but we know that James mm -hmm. kept or brought a lot of the um, items. Mm -hmm. But it's a very strange choice to yeah. have like no time jump, like no discernible time jump here mm -hmm. and have him wear different glasses. It, mm -hmm. I mean, one could say, oh, it was a mistake. They forgot and didn't realize like how sometimes characters forget mm -hmm. to take off the wedding rings, which I think James yeah. Lance also did in one scene. He is yeah, wearing his I mean, wedding ring. Yeah. Um, 
but he does in several scenes actually he oh, is okay. wearing wearing trans ring but uh, james <laughs> you you can't be like oh we shot this whole scene that's like really meaningful like him looking at the thing like it's focused on his face mm-hmm. and nobody noticed that he's wearing the wrong glasses and then yeah. another scene after that where he's mm-hmm. also wearing those glasses yeah the book signing is also um yeah yeah he's wearing his glasses he, he's wearing james's like james the ring, shirt yeah. He's wearing the ring. He's wearing uh, like bracelets, bracelets and jewelry. He is. Is this what I've been talking about all along with? This <laughs> Trent escaping, escaping the, the narrative. narrative. And he's. It's or or James Lance just getting into the narrative. James Lance is really. That's why he's so silent. It's that's crawling why he's, in there. He hasn't given any it's interviews gone. because he's in there now. It's he's gone. trapped. He's in Telasso now. He's Trent now. Yes. But seriously, it felt like a weird hint of like maybe it's not all like what it seems to have like this these little elements change for no reason. Mm-hmm. But I don't I can't really speak on the other characters if they have like details that mm-hmm. change weirdly. Yeah, I but, don't know either. Um but, yeah. felt weird. Felt weird. Weird choice. And that really was one of the big things that told me that this is um, is not something that actually happens one to one. It's um, like it is something that's in Ted's mind, and these little clues tell us that something is not quite the way it. I don't know, not should be, but quite the way it usually always is, and it's not quite real. It's just a little to the left. Oh my god, we're done. We're done. Oh my god. I mean, Fun. we we can st- we're still going to keep talking, but yeah. yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all. That's for the episode. That's all the scenes. That's all the episodes. What, 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 how do how do we continue from there? I think one I big mean, question for me is um, the whole of Trent's journey and what it's been like. And looking back at that. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we really do some see some growth there and how he got to to start as this snarky, detached journalist who really just always tries to one up everybody and who is now really a part of this team, a part of the family who has, yeah, accomplished so much both personally and um job wise i think i think yeah i i would agree with james lance when when he says that trent goes on a little adventure and mm. he i yeah i'm proud of this i'm proud of this little guy yeah he has he has come Honestly, a long way i'm i'm just like obviously not everything we like theorized and everything we had mm-hmm. canon and everything we hoped for happened but like mm-hmm. i am so extremely happy with what happened because i mm-hmm. know what it's like when a show goes in a completely different direction than you yeah. thought it would and it yes. didn't like it gave us the trend mm-hmm. that we hoped to see it mm-hmm. gave us everything we wanted sometimes more sometimes a little less mm-hmm. but overall it has been very rewarding being a yeah. huge fan of trend Krim this season very rewarding yes. yeah and like people, of course, have been dis- disappointed that there's nothing between Trent and Ted, mm-hmm. that we didn't get any confirmation if Trent actually has feelings for Ted. And yeah, that's something you, c- you can be sad about. I understand that. But for me personally, 
to think that I came into this as, you know, when we started this podcast, we didn't know how big of a role Trent would play. Yeah. We, we like, going from what we had in season two, the expectations could have been very, very low. Yeah. Like, we could have expected to to just keep getting crumbs, but we got we got so much more, and I'm happy with that. I'm like exactly. fully fully content. With uh, like that. like nothing happened that I disliked. Mm-hmm. Sure, there are things that I would have also liked to see on top of it, but mm-hmm. the fact that nothing happened that I would have disagreed with, sort of with my yeah. interpretation, makes mm-hmm. me so immensely happy that I'm I'm just really I'm super happy with the way things turned out for Trent. Like it was yeah. perfect. Yes. And like everything else, like the stuff that we didn't get, but I kind of would would have loved to see. That's something that I like that the show didn't actively um how how could I say it? Like disregard. Like mm-hmm. everything that I have as a hat canon still perfectly matches yeah. the version of trend we got to see. Yeah, exactly. Like I can still like I said from from, from the beginning, I can still completely imagine Trent as something who is head over heels in love with Ted and it still makes sense with canon and even more than that we got stuff that makes it make more sense yeah I mean yeah hell yeah so so it's like hell yeah like we did it (laughs) yeah like even even from a meta standpoint um we got we got so much because like I said considering Trent was in like three, four scenes in season two and we barely got to see him at all. It's like we got fed so well. It is so wild that we sat down and we were like, we've spent the past half a year texting and calling and talking to each other about the character Trent Krim that had three scenes in the last season and (laughs) we made up this whole universe around him and we Mm -hmm. had a million headcanons and we are using every little crumb we can to build Mm -hmm. like entire life stories on Mm -hmm. and we were like let's make a podcast about all of those crazy things we were talking Mm -hmm. about in the hopes that we will see more of the character in the future And and then the universe was like awesome i'm giving you everything you want baby yes it's like we prepared for the case of episodes where trent wouldn't be yeah so we we were discussing beforehand like what will we do if there's an episode with no trent in it but that was only one episode that was the first episode of season three and after that it was like nope Trent is just here now. I think we even said it when we started the podcast that if he's not in the episode, we might just talk about like what we think might be going yeah. on for him, where he's absent. But it was absolutely never necessary. Uh, he was in every episode. He was doing stuff, and it was mm-hmm. wonderful. Like it felt so good. I'm so and like so unbelievably happy that we did this, mm-hmm. and that we were rewarded with so many amazing yeah. moments. And even outside of the show, like everything we maybe didn't see in the show we still got highly rewarded for mm-hmm. our brain rot because every time the show didn't tell us anything James Lance James was did. there and he was there <laughs> to say I got you <laughs> James Lance did yeah and I mean there are some things uh that we lost out on like we didn't see his daughter which mm. I mean is fine because obviously they can't go into every single character. We we don't mm. see a lot of characters' private lives outside of the club in general. And if we do, it's yeah. like characters we've already seen a lot of before. So mm. it was understandable. Um, 
And I have the correct theory that we are getting a spinoff where a trend will be in it. And they didn't want to cast a little girl who would age too quickly until the point when the spinoff happens. Yeah. Like uh, that would be too big of a gap um, mm -hmm. between how old she's then and how old she will be when they start shooting again. Yeah. But that is just my theory because uh, I still mm -hmm. think that we might be getting like the it's very weird right now around the Ted Lasso cast and crew, but I think it's very much within the realm of possibilities that we will get a spin-off and that trend will probably be in it if James mm. is available. Like, very yeah. much feels like it. Mm -hmm. And we I think, I, yeah, yeah, I no, think James, uh, James said in a recent interview that he had been booked on something new. Like, he has <laughs> a new, like, an upcoming job so um and many other actors on this show have also booked new gigs and sometimes um like bigger roles in in shows um so i think if we get more content like if we get a new a new um uh, season or if we get a spin-off indeed i think that it will take some time oh, yeah. to happen so, Which is why they um, couldn't cast his daughter yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> of course, because they have uh, have to wait until they find someone who will be age appropriate, but not uh, <laughs> not change over time. Yeah, of course, that's the reason. And we also one big thing we talked about from the very beginning was narrator trend. Mm -hmm. which also went hand in hand with the narrative escaper and mm -hmm. we didn't get it except for the trailer and Brendan mm -hmm. Hunt revealed in a reddit AMA uh, mm -hmm. that they actually considered it but eventually felt like it didn't fully like fit to mm -hmm. have a narrator for the show but the fact that they considered it and then mm -hmm. we almost had narrator trends like the yeah. whole thing was just his book absolutely vindicated me because mm -hmm. we had the same thought that the writers did like hey mm -hmm. what if the whole thing is a book trend was writing and he's narrating the story yeah they almost did it and it, it that's enough for me the fact mm -hmm. that they considered it that we were yeah. correct that it is worth considering Yes, and also thank you to whoever asked, asked the question yes. in the AMA because uh, we didn't. I kind of no, missed it, to be honest. I also missed but, it. But somebody else did it, yeah. and I'm glad that whoever that is was in that particular brain rut with us. Um, thank you. <laughs> yes, and they did do it for the season three trailer, which definitely confirms that they really liked yeah. the idea but didn't want to like reframe the show that way. Mm -hmm. And totally valid. I understand that. But mm -hmm. it just it feels good. It feels good to kind of be right, like to mm -hmm. to have had the same thoughts as the writers, because once yes. again, that confirms that we very much did a good job at looking mm -hmm. at the crumbs. But also weird that they said it felt odd to have a narrator like in the form of trend. But mm -hmm. he did like do his voiceover for the article. Yeah, they, I, we felt that was a huge thing back then. Mm -hmm. but, hey, I mean, I nice. guess the the way that the finale turned out, it would have been weird to have a narrator in there because the really yeah. the biggest thing of the like the vibe I get from the finale is that we are really not supposed yeah. to know what Ted is thinking and feeling yeah. in this whole episode. Yeah. So yes, to have a narrator for that and, would have been kind of weird. And like, it would have been nice to have the sequence we got like where everyone's life how it turns out 
to have a narrator like specify these mm-hmm. things but i think the fact that they kept it ambiguous is also why they couldn't have that because having yeah. a narrator would have been like this is definitely what happened mm-hmm. so um the fact that trent that it wasn't trent reading from his book or something mm-hmm. like that felt very much like just a dream thing yeah. although it also would have been fun to be like ted's dream is that trent is narrating everything <laughs> 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 it also been very funny yes well um yeah fun plot twist it is revealed that um the the stories that uh ted tells himself when he dreams are you know told told, as as told by trent grim (laughs) yeah i think one one last thing i want to mention that because they really lean so heavily into the um the whole wizard of Oz story that they had that they decided to stick with it and said that yes ted is dorothy and also um it makes sense for ted to yeah. be dorothy I respect um, that. he has been that all along and they really don't question the you know the narrative of the original wizard of oz because that's something i said before you know that i think in today's time the story of Dorothy doesn't make sense and it couldn't be told like that anymore because even back then it's like this girl who is unhappy in her home goes on this magical journey where she meets friends and people who finally accept her as who she is um, and you know people who see her value um, and then in the end she has to go back because I guess it's just what you have to do because that's her family and even though she was unhappy there she has to go back because there's no place like home um like some people expected to see um more clear parallels between you know um the lion and um the tin man and the scarecrow and the evil witch um we didn't see that in Lasso, and they didn't go through with that um but the point i wanted to get to was something that I also um, um, saw somebody discuss on Tumblr is that you know Dorothy might go back uh, to Kansas in the end but she also returns to to us um, at a later point in her story and then also it gets really gay and she becomes besties <laughs> with Ozma, like with the regent of Oz. And she is, um, you know, living her best um, gay life in Wonderful. Oz. And if if Ted Lasso, the show, has decided to really lean into that, for me personally, that's also a part of that. That yeah. when they, you know, that they tell us that Ted is Dorothy, that also means that... Dorothy and also Ted will come back at some point to the life they found in the magical land of Oz or England Mm. and it will be very gay and (laughs) I mean Ted does say there's no place like home but there's also not a whole lot of places like Mm -hmm. AC Richmond like it very much felt like an acknowledgement of the you know the thought there's no place like home like I'm going to go back home because that's really where I want to be and belong because that's where I love to be mm-hmm. it's like he is fully aware of this of himself as Dorothy but also mm-hmm. he recognizes that you know um, the magical fantasy world or in his case uh, Richmond mm-hmm. is also worth 
being yeah. in and maybe staying in. Like it very much mm. felt like a little hint that like Dorothy, maybe he will. Like maybe it's not like he says he will never return, but maybe mm-hmm. like Dorothy, he won't be able to stay true to that. Yeah. In my heart, that's already true. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. I, I respect it. They were like, we're doing a weird adaptation of The Wizard of Oz. And they did. And I respect and that. <laughs> and the funny it's, thing it's, is, yeah. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or just between us, but the name Theodore is also the mm-hmm. same name as Dorothy. It's just yeah. like, it's the same um, origin, um, name origin. It's just mm-hmm. switched around. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Ted Lasso was named just for a skit. Like he mm-hmm. was already called Ted Lasso when they didn't even have a story for him. Yeah. The fact that it fits so well is wild. That mm-hmm. the name Theodore is Dorothy. Like that they made it a whole Wizard of Oz thing and actually had yeah. the right name from the start. That is so wild to me. Yeah. Yes. They really did the most with that particular narrative. So yeah. I still love it's... that his mother is named Dorothy and he's named Theodore. Like yeah. they're both have basically <laughs> the same name. He is a feminine junior. After yeah. all. In after some way all. he is. Yeah. And we don't even ever learn the name of his dad, do we? Nope. It's just I don't think so. Yeah. His dad is just a ghost who haunts him. Okay. Well, all right. This is not the note we're ending on. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. One one thing that's still on my mind and that still feels unsolved until James Lance opens his mouth and gives us an explanation is the shirts. Yeah. He, James Lance explicitly said the final shirt would be like a big, like, meaningful like it would have this big impact like it would tell mm-hmm. it all like you would look at it and you would get it yeah. and the final the, the very final thing we see him in is a sweater like just a regular mm-hmm. sweater but well it's not regular it's very cute it's and... a very cute sweater but like <laughs> there's no print on it or yes, anything no. but the last graphic tee he wears is when he looks at the the the, the uh advanced copies of mm-hmm. his book that they left behind and he wears the golden girls shirt that James yeah. Lance also has. Yes, it, I the, I thought about it so much. That but is the problem. The that is the problem. Yeah. We thought about it a lot, and sure, you can get stuff out of it. Like one of the uh, golden girls is called Dorothy. Yeah, maybe a hint at Ted being Dorothy, but it feels like a stretch. Um, yeah, at best. I th- I, th- I think my the the strongest connection that I could get out of it was that. Um, the shirt says stay golden and um in the end ted tells henry to be a goldfish um i mean that's also Also a stretch stretch. (laughs) but that's the only thing that i could really make of it the only thing that i can imagine is that what james thought was the last shirt didn't show up after Mm -hmm. all like he like from what he knew from shooting the show and the script there was a shirt he wore in a scene mm-hmm. that he thought was the final scene for Trent and it ended up not being in the show or being mm-hmm. at a different point in the show and so this message that he imagined it would send didn't send and yeah. he said that not knowing that because no, even the actors wouldn't have seen the final episode mm-hmm. as far as I know before it airs 
Yeah, because they also canceled a huge um, showing um, event. So I yeah. really imagine they did some editing up until Maybe. the very final <laughs> moment. Or James saw something in the shirt that we aren't seeing yet, unless yeah. it's the same as the glasses where it's like, hey, this isn't really a trend. This is just an mm -hmm. imaginary trend. Like maybe that's Maybe it. that's that. I don't know. It feels why, all, like yeah. I really thought the shirt would be like a huge... Like it from the way he's he said it, it felt I thought we for mm -hmm. sure would get like an immediate mm -hmm. like understanding, and we didn't, yeah. and that was a sad surprise. Yes, yes. So yeah, either either it like the shirt that he thought would be the final shirt wasn't because the scene was cut or put someplace else, um, or it's really that James Lance's brain rot is so much deeper than uh. ours. <laughs> Um, that he, for him, it's something that's absolutely obvious, but um, for us it isn't. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe at some point James Lance will open his mouth and then we will know. <laughs> I think uh, what we what we should talk about um, to end this is... Um, what's yeah, next? To, to say what's next. <laughs> because some people have asked us um, if we will continue this podcast and um well there's no saying that this will be the last episode of the podcast because we still don't know if this is the last episode of ted lasso we've seen yeah. um also so... i mean maybe a huge interview drops tomorrow and we're like well we have to talk about this now um, yeah like we're leaving the door open for mm -hmm. anything maybe there's a spin-off maybe there's a new season maybe there's like huge revelations from james lance about the character mm -hmm. trend Grimm. then we will most likely come back and do another episode but yeah. unless any of, like, if none of that ever happens again, this might very well be our last episode. Mm -hmm. Um. So, well, yeah, I mean, our, yeah, oh. our last episode of this podcast. Because, of this podcast. Yeah, we also want to say that um, there have been talks between us to <laughs> different formats um yes. and it's not completely settled yet um how like what shape this is going to take um we we want to do another podcast that's not Ted Lasso related so if you just enjoyed the two of us talking about things and getting really into weird theories and background information um, and overanalyzing and, and overanalyzing all that yeah. good stuff yes there will uh, probably at some point uh, be more be a way for you to do that um, and we will let you all know what that's going to be and when that's going to be um, at some point I don't know in the next few weeks or months yeah it, it we will have to figure it all out and set it all up and all that but I mean, I think we can definitely promise that we will, if if you really liked us as people and not just us as Trent Crim fans, <laughs> then you will have more of us in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> that that's, oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe we didn't prepare a very dramatic Ted Lasso style ending. No, <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. Um, I'm sorry. But I mean, that's, that's probably also very much due to the fact that um, it's all still a little bit in the air. And, yeah, um, we really thought there would be more already, mm -hmm. like more stuff, more info, more uh, behind the scenes, everything. I don't know. Yeah, 
but this is probably still like this is already getting long enough <laughs> so uh, let's just do it like ted and be like let's not make a big deal out of it <laughs> so long farewell <laughs> everyone yeah i mean first and foremost we want to thank all the people we usually thank so um david hyde for for the music we have used this whole time and Mikono Salome for the amazing, beautiful cover art for this podcast. Um, also, thanks to everybody for listening to this podcast and sticking with us, weirdly enough. Um, amazing that we started this and we're like, yeah, this is for us and maybe the five people who are friends with us. Yeah. <laughs> but then, for some reason, people decided to give us a shot and... Um, yeah, that was amazing for us. Thank you so much for sending questions and interacting with this podcast in any way. If you still have something on your chest, if you still want to talk to us, you can, of course, still find us on Tumblr at crimcast.tumblr.com. Um, and you can also still send us emails at crimcast at gmail.com. We will still check those. And um, if there's no further podcast episodes, we will just probably send you a written reply instead yeah because as always we, we love, love our chats, our chats. <laughs> <laughs>